Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday, the first at 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m., and during that 10.45 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation available, and that's also when we live stream. You can watch the live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, The God You Can Trust from Exodus 3, 1 through 7. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Actually, we're beginning a new series this Sunday, working our way through some of the highlights of the book of Exodus, and then maybe a couple at the end into the book of Nehemiah. Just in my own personal uh, Bible reading, as I was reading through these chapters or through these books, um, there are some highlight stories and really interesting parts of God's working in the nation of Israel. And as uh, most recently, as I was reading through this, I just started marking off, wow, that would be awesome to spend some time studying and preaching that, and and this would be awesome. So we're not going to go uh, chapter by chapter through Exodus, but we're going to pick out some of the highlight chapters and sections. And over the course of really this spring, possibly even to this summer, I'm not sure exactly how many, but we're going to do some study in the life of the nation of Israel as they come out of the uh, out of the Exodus, that's the book that we're looking at, and God's work through them and just his continued teaching to the nation of Israel that you can trust him. Uh, so I would invite you to come and join us this Sunday. We're going to launch that series on Sunday in Exodus chapter 3. If you might remember, if you won't go back and look at it, this is the story about Moses and the burning bush. And uh, it's uh, really a cool story about how God begins his call in Moses' life. Uh, and so we'll start that this Sunday, and over the course of the you know the next Sundays in this spring, um, we'll be studying through those highlight chapters. We'd love to have you come and join us. Well, as you know, if you've listened regularly to KHMG, um, this uh, show is what we call Harvest Time, and it's really just conversations with our Harvest family about life and about their relationship with God, and we invite uh, some of our church family to come and share a little bit of their story and get a chance to talk with me. And I love doing this. Uh, this morning, I'm really thankful to have Ed and Rowena Camacho with us in the studio. So first of all, welcome, Ed and Rowena. Thank you for having us, Pastor Gary. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Um, I am thankful for God's work in your life, your stories, uh, your spiritual stories, and your desire to be used of Him and the way that God's connected you at Harvest. And I'm thankful for all those things. Uh, and I know that our church family is going to be interested in just hearing uh, about your background and your story and, and really anybody that'd be listening. So um, maybe let me just ask you about your background. Um, well, let me start with this. How long have you been at Harvest, Ed? Well, it's probably uh, close to a year and a half now Okay, since I've been baptized. I, I attended a few services prior to that, and yeah. uh, here I am today. Yeah, awesome. I want to hear that story because uh, that was very sweet time as you followed the Lord in baptism. Um, and uh, so a year and a half, uh, Rowena, that God brought you guys here? 
steadily attending, yes. I visited Harvest uh, years ago. Yeah. Um, but then felt the leading of the Holy Spirit to start attending Harvest. So this is where he's planted us at this time. Okay, awesome. Well, let's back up and talk about our stories. Um, uh, where'd you grow up? Ed, let's start with you. Where'd you grow up? Tell me about God's work in your life. Well, uh, uh, I'm a local boy, if, if we can say that. Yeah. Uh, born and raised there in Guam. After my 21st birthday, I, I decided to join the military. Now, prior to, or the years coming up to that, I was a, a Catholic. Uh, Mom religiously marched all her kids, all her siblings, uh, our siblings, and, and went to school or to church. After I joined the military, I, I can say I fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. And, and my spiritual life was almost nil to nothing. Mm. Uh, there, were, there were so many distractions. I never followed up with, with what mom was trying to do as we were growing up. So I just kind of led a life of, of no spiritual growth or, or anything. And when I returned back in 2019, I was fortunate to reconnect with my now wife, uh, Rowena, whom we were high school or elementary sweethearts, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I might say. And, I'll ask you about that in a minute, Rowena. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it just opened up because I, I joined her in a couple of services, and it was it was like a ton of bricks lifted off my shoulders to reconnect with our Lord. Mm-hmm. And we chose Harvest uh, because, one, we have our kids, uh, Dean and Adi here, and after the first service, I, I kind of looked up and saw this, you know, come, grow, serve, and then go. And it never really dawned on me what that meant. Mm. Never dawned on me. But uh, I found myself with the coming to a service, coming to serve the Lord. And, and as it grew, of course, I was attached to a wonderful family here at Harvest. Uh, we, we were accepted, and now we have a very steady, loving, caring family here at Harvest. I was so awesome to be um, part of you know God's work in your life, and then as you took the step of baptism about a, a year and a half ago, um, uh, and I want to ask Rowena about her story, but Ed, just tell me about what that meant for you. Well, at one, prior to that, of course, we had the course to, to lead up to the baptism. And it opened up my eyes as to what baptism meant and, and how baptism was an entry, a commitment to know, love, and serve the Lord. So that day, Pastor Gary, when, when you, you placed me underwater, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, it seemed like I, I came up wiped my eyes, and it felt this this feeling of rush through my body of how I was beginning a new life, a new life to know the Lord. The Bible reader, I was not. Uh, I would read chapters and books of other authors, but then I come to find out that there, there's a very important book that, that I need to dive into and know the Word of the Lord. So this baptism was kind of like washing away this feeling of loneliness, this absence of the Lord, 
and now it being brought back into my life again. Well, baptism is such a special thing, and it's that sweet story of what God has already done in our hearts, right? And a uh, you know a demonstration to the people that I'm I'm a follower of Jesus, and I want everybody to know. And I remember yes. that being very clear, you know, as you gave your testimony um, that night. We're really thankful for that. Rowena, same. You grew up here on Guam, right? Tell us about your background. And... Grew up here on Guam, uh, again, Catholic background, um, and. I credit my mom uh, because uh, I was in search of in my high school years, you know, who is God? Who, you know, is he real? Mm-hmm. And had those questions and um, found that it was a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that I was uh, missing. Mm-hmm. I knew about God, had the knowledge, had the head knowledge, but it was the heart knowledge that was missing. So when uh, a colleague of mine who I was working with, I saw his life transform. And I said, I said, Charlie, you know, who is this guy you're talking about? I was put in all these Bible studies and started searching. I said, oh, it's receiving him, mm-hmm. acknowledging I'm a sinner and I need to repent and for all the wrongdoings and then ask the Lord, just I commit my life to you. And so in the journey is learning to surrender all. Mm-hmm. And just every day it's daily surrendering all. And so my growth in him is... Um, um, my mom had a friend who was in the Baptist church, and uh, she had passed away. And mom wanted to be with with uh, the family, uh, her um, and uh, and at that point, you know, I said, "Mom, you know, we need to get permission to go." This she goes, "This is my friend. I need to be there." And so that's our introduction into this new walk, into the Word, and and. My sisters and I would go, how do we, how do we come to this point? And we said, we know she, that she had to have been praying for us to know Jesus in a very personal way. And that's what I, I, um, I recalled as such a young memory mm. of, of that search. So after high school is when I came to know the Lord. Uh, they had a, the Baptist Church had a Billy Graham of um, evangelical outreach here. And I remember going to the Paseo, and this was in 94, and hearing the same message of Jesus Christ and started to walk with him from there. You know, a lot of pits and valleys, trials, tribulations, and and now just to look back and see how his grace and mercy has been throughout my life is is a joy. It's like you said, you know, we can trust him, Mm -hmm. and definitely he he is all. Yeah. I love your story, uh, both of you guys together, and it's evident, you know, God's work in your life, your desire really to surrender to him, to whatever he has for you. Um, so you guys knew each other as elementary school, and then God reconnected you here yes. a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> so tell me about that elementary school, Rowena. I didn't know about that part. <laughs> well, elementary school, I, I, we were good friends, you know, all hanging out. And, yeah. and um, uh, he liked me. Well, two, two young Boys like me at the time, <laughs> you know, Ed sort of won out there. But then, as we grew, he just he he disappeared. I didn't know, you know, how come Eddie's not talking to me anymore? I couldn't <laughs> understand it. He was my buddy and everything. Uh, and then, fifty years later, wow. I find out the story, and he could share the story of why I wasn't. I didn't talk to him. <laughs> he wasn't talking to me anymore. So you, could you share didn't that talk story. with him. He didn't. He stopped oh, talking. So with what me. happened so there, this, Ed? I don't know. Great. Should we ask this on? Well, air? I'm not <laughs> sure. I tell you, I, I like to laugh about it now, <laughs> but at the time, uh, this was in the early part of our fifth grade, 
And I, I don't remember the function at my house, but I paced and I paced and I was trying to find the words to ask her to be my girlfriend. <laughs> and Pastor Gary, I had a ring. I had a ring in my hand <laughs> and I was going to offer that to her. Well, she didn't show up. Oh, no. She didn't show up, so I was heartbroken. You got stood up in yes, fifth grade? I, yes, I did. <laughs> so in the back of where we live was a swamp, and this ring went flying across <laughs> the yard into the swamp. So that was my story, and that's basically, I guess, how she thought I just ignored her. But we grew up with different interests sure. once once we left the the grade um, school. Yeah. You know, nice. I was I was into surfing, she was into band. Yeah. So we just kind of grew apart. Uh, and uh in 73 when I joined the military, uh that was it. I was leaving the island and on my own and I never looked back. <laughs> so well, a couple of years ago God brought you guys back together again, right? Yeah. 50 years later. 50 now, years. Now, can I say one more thing sure, that, that I tried to rebound here? Uh, when, when, I, when I came back, uh, we met accidentally uh, at Jess Pirates Cove. I was having lunch with my sister and brother-in-law, and her and her sister walked in after a church service and didn't know that either one of us was there. Uh, you know, my sister said, oh, there's Rowena. Rowena who? And then when she came around, she thought I was my brother. And she goes, Eddie? Eddie who? Eddie? <laughs> So yeah. it, it came to be. So before I left the island, I, I bought her a bouquet of roses, and I had an envelope with a friendship ring in it. Mm -hmm. And a little note said, hey, I found the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but I was already on a plane heading back to Illinois when, when she received that package. So it, it helped. I, I got her back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's a great it's a great story, and we're thankful that God has you together. And uh, I know both of you together, just by virtue of your actions, of desiring to serve God and mm -hmm. and be active and caring for people uh, across our island. And uh, you guys are both involved in discipleship and in a lot in a lot of different things. Um, maybe I could back up just for a second to ask about. Uh, you know, life growing up here, Ed, maybe for you, you said you're into surfing. Um, yes, sir. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, basically we had our, our little little group, if you might say. I had uh, older kids who somewhat mentored me and hung out with cousins and things like that. So our normal day-to-day -day life was basically played with what we had growing up. Uh, we played a lot with mom's empty wooden uh, thread spools, you know, and we'll make cranes on a piece of two by four platform. And we go riding down the hill with our bikes with no brakes. And, and we had to put <laughs> our feet up between the front wheel to slow us down. Mm -hmm. uh, we had some spills and, and tribulations, but I, I, I do have to say that how I got here wasn't just what I did. I think I was blessed mm. because I often came across situation that I was invited to do, that I excluded myself, and end up being a tragedy mm. or, or something very serious. Uh, an example of that was, you know, during a high school um, graduation party of our upperclassmen, four of us were in a friend's vehicle, and they came across this dip at a bridge, and they thought it'd be nice to make this thing fly. Mm. So we went in, had it, and he goes, you know, Ed, aren't you going to come with us? I said, no, I'm going to pass. 
I don't know. I just, I just passed. So I said, I'll wait for you guys to come back. Well, they ended up doing it. And on its way down, the wheel was turned. They rolled, they flipped, went into the ditch. And I can only thank God that they all survived. Mm. But I could have been in that vehicle. You know, there's so many things that I attribute to God's blessing uh, that is out of my control. Yeah. Yeah, the reality that whether we are, you know, walking necessarily in step with God or kind of on your own path, I want to ask you about that in a minute. God still is, you know, uh, orchestrating the events of our lives, and uh, and we're thankful for that. Ed, I'm interested in what you said. You know, you said 21, you left uh, Island, and uh, I don't remember exactly what the words you said, but, you know, for many of those years— kind of walked on your own apart from God. Tell me tell me about that. Was uh you know just spiritually, did you was there a sense along those years that that I'm missing something? Was there some burdens during that time or was it just kind of, you know, off your mind? When I when I look back past Gary at those years, my immature focus was on not necessarily what the Lord is going to do to me eternally. But what was the next day? What was our what was our plan for the next day? And I was living more an earthly life than any kind of spiritual life. Sure. Unaware though, to the fact that when I return, then it dawned on me. You know, I'm I'm here. I'm here all alone. Uh, God has been gracious, or I attributed a lot of what I I got out of by virtue of of somebody in control other mm. than me. But it was just never in my heart. Well, you know, and we talk about this a lot, but God's story for all of us is different. The seasons of life in which um, he reaches out to us and really grabs our attention. God wants all of us all of the time. I mean, this is true. He He wants a complete surrender of our lives all the time. But the reality is for, for, a lot, for most people, there's seasons of life where we tend to kind of go on our own path and away from God. And there's usually, you know, some pain and consequences, you know, as a as a result of that. But I'm always amazed. God's story is different from for all of us. Uh, Rowena, I'm gonna ask you about this, but you know, you kind of in your high school season really turned to the Lord and, and some people, you know, their story is they're up here as I came to really give my life to the Lord when I was a young child, some in teens, some in college, some in their 20s, some in their, so the story is all different. And I think it's amazing uh, about, you know, about that. And so I'm always interested to hear about, hey, kind of what was that thought process through there? And I appreciate you being willing to share about that, Ed. Rowena, what about you? So you said in high school, gave your life to the Lord. Was it all growth from there? Uh, searching. Okay. It was really searching. And the journey was what started in high school. Yeah. And the, the questions being raised, uh, are you real? Yeah. God, are you really real? Um, and then the accountability. So uh, it was different stages of life uh you you get into the world you don't really get yourself grounded in the word Mm -hmm. uh you hear a lot of uh the sermons you stay in church and you hold on and you still have your hope and that pretty much was my life and and just always kept the lord as my foundation even when i fell but fall he would be there to pick me up and move forward and looking back and I go, Lord, this journey you took me on. It was amazing to watch even in the career field mm-hmm. of uh, all the different things that I had the opportunity to do. And I, and then when I landed the job, the final career job that he wanted me to have before I retired, but had to do a workforce development, I look back and I go, oh, this is amazing, Lord. 
Mm-hmm. You let me go through all of that to get to this point. And, uh, and even in, in, um, in life of knowing that when God has a plan, it doesn't, he doesn't deviate from the plan. We're the ones that deviate from the right. plan, right? And he has to steer us back. And that's been my journey. And then I end up with my husband after 50 years and go, Lord, you really show that when you have a plan, nobody can take, change the plan. And you don't even change it. You already know. It's like when we talked about how we've been wonderfully made you know, mm-hmm. in our last lesson about mm-hmm. how he, he knew us even before mm-hmm. we were in the womb. He knew exactly what he wanted to our purpose in life for him. And then his grace, his presence, uh, his omniscience, uh, and his omnipresence in our lives is what just, uh, I am all amazed by him because in spite of all my failures, he has stayed so true mm-hmm. and, and so faithful in keeping me um, and, and uh, alongside with him, not alongside, but within him. Right. I was in the world. We had a band. We were in every, uh, every um, in, in the environment you would have a worldly band mm-hmm. in, right? You have the bars, you have the parties, you have all that. So that was the influence uh, during that time. But one thing mom and dad did teach us is, is God, be God-fearing. Be God fearing, and I and I will hold on to that truth from them is to be God fearing. And how, you know, we did learn. We learned about our Father God. We learned about our our His Son, our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, and we learned about the Holy Spirit. So He made sure we had those seeds well rooted, so that when He called and we heard Him our, in our family of my siblings. We knew we said we hear his call and we follow where he's taking us and this is where he's brought me. Well, I love that uh, from both of you, and I love seeing the way that God continues to grow us spiritually for for you guys. I I see that God stretching you, <laughs> enlarging you know your ministry um, opportunities and growing you together, um, and as part of you know the Harvest family, it's so amazing to see. I'm so encouraged by that. And thank you for your, you know, your faithfulness and just saying, okay, God, what do you want us to do? Because yeah. uh, we're here, we're here to serve, we're here to grow and to serve. Um, so that's awesome uh, to hear that. One last thing, I guess we're out of time, uh, but um, you guys are part. I know this because you're part of our community group. Yes, we are. So uh, we love that on on Sunday evenings at Harvest, we have about we have twenty one community groups all across the island. I think last Sunday I, I saw a number 439 people Praise met in God. community groups all across our island last Sunday night. It's awesome. What is a community group meant to you guys? Realness. The, the, um, the genuineness of our brothers and sisters in coming together to learn and know one another and just watching how God's taking all of us as diamonds in the rough and just watch, watching each other grow. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. And I and I think what's even more exciting how we're so multicultural. Yeah. And yet we're all the same. We're yeah. all one. And I love community group and I encourage all those who who are in harvest and, and want to come and just visit with us. I just encourage it. Talk about growth. Yeah. It's genuine growth and it and all in, in one spirit. And I praise God. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. It's yeah. great. It's awesome. Ed? <laughs> Well, I tell you, Pastor Gary, um, I, I, I get excited when it comes time for a community group. And, and like Rowena was saying, I mean, we're, we're in a multicultural group. Yeah. But 
we don't differ in any way when it comes to the spiritual aspect of what we do. The lessons learned, uh, the conversations, the, the question and answers that we have just enlightens us. And it's, it's almost like a Bible study off to the side, but yet, you know, we're, we're relaxed enough. And those lessons that are presented or that were presented by the pastors are, are right key to what we do and how we do things here on earth in the eyes of, of God that, that is pleasing to them. We enjoy the singing. Uh, we enjoy the snacks <laughs> that we normally have, and, and we all get together. And I've, I've learned now to know more people in our church mm-hmm. by just our group. And I think we, we topped off like maybe 17 or 18 this past Sunday. And we have room to grow, folks, if, <laughs> if, if you want to come join us. Okay. Please we, do. Yeah, we really have had a great time uh, together, growing together, learning. And uh, so it's been awesome. I'm glad you guys are part of it. And as you said, you know, maybe somebody's listening and saying that not only church, but I need some believers around me where I can grow and have encouragement and fellowship. We want to invite you to that as well. So, man, we're out of time. I told you, Rowena, this would go so fast and so easy. Um, thank you guys for being willing to join uh, us together here today on Harvest Time. Thank you for having us, Pastor And thank you for joining us for this Harvest Time. Of course, we always take the opportunity at this point in the program to invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church. We meet at 8.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m. every Sunday morning. We'd love to see you at either one of those services. You can also join us for one of our community groups. Just ask when you come on Sunday morning. sure somebody can direct you to which group and which time they meet and where they meet. Uh, You can also view our live stream on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. That's at the 1045 a.m. service Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. Mm -hmm.